What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 79.0. And we are continuing our trek through the year of the bad game with Eat Lead, the return of Matt Hazard. Today I have with me Anthony. Hello. And Mr. Hazard himself, Matt. Hello, friends. <laughs> I had to make that joke at least once. It's either that or Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. This so. one seems more appropriate for, for today. True. So uh, before we get into Matt Hazard, I want to read off some emails because these emails regard our last episode, which is an intermission about video game movies, particularly the bad ones. And uh, we had two emails regarding that. Um, the first one comes in from uh, Mookie. And uh, this is a long one, so hold on to your butts. Uh, it says here, Hi guys, I can't remember the last time I sent an email, uh, but here we go. Uh, personally, and maybe because it's Ramadan, and it encourages me to become the better version of myself as much as I can, I won't mark best and worst video game-based movies, and I'll just mark them as rewatchable, watchable, or not going to rewatch it for a while. <laughs> Uh, the following movies are based on my personal opinions and experiences, so please, if Anthony is in the show, please try to control your anger or at least try to replace the word I hate to I don't like. <laughs> or something no. that, okay, or something that, uh, something and hold, uh, the raging opinions because Danny Glover said it in Lethal Weapon, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, and as a side note, I watched and rewatched Rango many times because yes, Johnny Depp, among other reasons. <laughs> so you want me to go fuck myself? I hope not. So here goes. Hey, I'm just saying it doesn't need to be Johnny Depp. That's all I'm saying. I've never seen Rango, so it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I like that movie. It's weird. It's out there, but I it, at no point was I. Really glad they chose Johnny Depp to play this fucking chameleon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I did see it, but it was a long time. It's ago. actually it actually has a pretty decent game tie-in too. How old is that movie? Uh, Came out in 2011. Yeah, sounds about right. Gotcha. Okay, first on the list, Tron Legacy. I really enjoyed it, and I recently have the urge to rewatch it again. Uh, the world building is amazing. Visuals and aesthetic gave me this escapism feel. I really like the OST, and any father and son relationship in movies will catch my interest. So obviously, I'll rewatch it again soon. We didn't talk about the Tron movies, because um, eh, they're not really—they're not video game movies. There, there's no because like that doesn't count because we we were talking about adaptations of video games into movies it's and true. Tron is a movie first. Um, the, I think they're both good movies. I prefer the original. Uh, I think there's a little bit too much. Uh, it, it suffered the second movie in my opinion, although I watched it too many times uh, because I worked at a store and they were playing that on the television every day I was there. Um, it's uh. It's got the same issue that Mirror's Edge Catalyst had, where it was like, it took something that was very simplistic looking, and that was part of the aesthetic, and just kind of added too much onto it. Soundtrack's okay. Um, 
I don't know, it was a weird combination of like both orchestral and electronic that I liked. Um, and I did like the redesigns of certain things, like the light cycles and everything. Um, but I don't know. I just I think I I think the first movie was so set in my mind of like that's what an inside of a computer looks like, very basic, um, you know, like it, geometric shapes and everything. Yeah. Very rad. like reboot. Like reboot, yeah. And uh, the second movie was so. It is visually stunning, although some of that has been dated because, like, the aging, like, the de-aging effects we have now look better than what we did then. But, uh, there is some neat stuff in it. I don't know. I was kind of torn on that movie because it was like, this is exactly what this movie needs to be now, but it's not necessarily what I wanted. Mm, I've never actually seen Tron Legacy. I do, I do recommend watching it if you like the first Tron. I, it was a- <laughs> so let me tell you this. I, I think I would like Tron Legacy more than Tron because I hated Tron. Tron is one of the most if- boring movies ever. I don't know if you'll like Tron Legacy then. I'll be honest. Is there a it, lot I mean, of it- is there a lot of times where people are just staring and there's no sound whatsoever? Because that happened a lot in Tron. I don't think there's as much. If I recall correctly, there isn't as much. It, there's more action in yeah. Tron Legacy for sure. That's why I kind of um, figured. But it's 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 very much a sequel movie. That's the best way I can describe it. Is that I'm sure you can go in and not watch the first one, but this the second one is very much tied into the first, and and, and takes into account the the time difference. Yeah, because so. it's his son, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, up next is Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Despite some of the unwanted hate it got, I also enjoyed this movie. It's fantasy humor uh, that we also get from movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, so what's not to like? Simply rewatchable for me. Uh, did, I, did I shit on that movie? I, I thought I... No. Okay. We both said it was fine. It's it's a fine movie. Fun fact, I have only seen the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I haven't seen any of the others. I don't know if I'd recommend that. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't be like, yeah, that that moment in 2 and 3 or whatever. The first one's the best, in my opinion. And, and no, the other movies are bad. Uh, 2 and 3 are, are, are very much connected, and the first movie doesn't feel connected to two as much as like two does to three. Yeah. The fourth movie is totally disconnected from the others. Is other there than Johnny movie? Depp. Is there? I'm pretty sure there is. There, there very much could be. Hmm. Up next, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. First time I watched it, I had fun and maybe I had a crush on Angelina Jolie, but my recent visit to it, I cringed and had to put it down and maybe just maybe I can finish it next time. I and I believe I can. Hmm. I haven't seen it in years. It's been a long time since I've seen it too, and I thought, eh, like that was serviceable. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's it's a lot like Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Sands of Time, I feel like, is a more fun movie to me. Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think that the Tomb Raider movie, though, wasn't that around the time when they did like Angel of Darkness pretty sure it was like in the early 2000s right yeah that's what i thought yeah i mean maybe i'm totally off i'm not looking it up so it Um, was also reasonably early for a movie that wasn't too bad 
Like, you know, when when video game yeah. movies still had that such a bad stigma. Yeah. Yeah, true. and and like, I don't know if it's if your basis currently is Angel of Darkness, then I understand that the movie would be like that, and I mean it's fairly accurate to what the quality of Tomb Raider games was at the time. Right, like people remember Tomb Raider fondly, but I really like is doesn't it really drop off around four? Isn't there like six PS One games? There's at least four or five, yeah. Yeah, so like I I have never heard any. I I've heard people talk highly about one, two, three, and then it drops off, and then Angel of Darkness comes out. I heard that was terrible. Um, I, I've only seen it played. I've never actually played it myself. Um, and then they rebooted with. Legend, an anniversary, right? Wasn't um, anniversary was a remake of the first game. It's uh, it it reboots with Legend, and it goes to anniversary. Yes, it was the a remake of the first game, and then it was Underworld. That was the trilogy that predates the current set of Tomb Raider games, right? And those were enjoyed by people. Like that was kind of the return yeah, to form. So. I'm not surprised that, like, at the time the movie came out, you know, it wasn't maybe the, the highest quality, and it's hard to return to. But uh, I still say that, like, she looked like the character did at the time before they redesigned her. Yeah. And I've heard the new Tomb Raider movie's not bad. So I have not seen it. I know it's on Netflix, I. but I haven't seen it. I've only heard good things about it, though, so I haven't gone looking for a negative, but I have only heard good things. Yeah. So, um, if you want to see something, I'll just mention it right now. If you want to see something Tomb Raider related that's very cringy, I don't know what you can type in YouTube, but it was a British show where these kids were playing video games. It reminded me of like Nick Arcade almost. And the announcer was like, so you guys like this new Tomb Raider game, right? And they're like, yeah. He's like, you like Laura Croft? And they're like, yeah. And then they get this woman who's essentially dressed up as Laura Croft to come out. And she's like posing in these weird ways, and the kids are like standing there, like I don't know what to do here. It is the most cringy thing I have seen in a very long time. So definitely check that out when you get a chance. <laughs> Just look up "Awkward Laura Croft Late Late Toy Show '99." That looks pretty cringy. Oh, there you go. Uh, so up next is Laura Croft Tomb Raider. The Cradle of Life. Uh, this might be this might bite me back, and probably a lot of worse than the prequel. But just for closure, I'll do it someday. My initial response the first time I watched the movie wasn't very good, if I remember, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but hey, closure, so I'm down for it. Uh, up next, Tomb Raider 2018. Too soon. I can't watch it yet. Probably in the future, but not now. <laughs> Uh, Hitman 2007. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Timothy was a great Agent 47, and it was a fun action ride, and Olga Kurilenko was, dare I say, fiery hot. So, yes, rewatching it. Uh, Max Payne 2008. Never watched it, but maybe I will, because despite me not liking the main actor, I'm still curious with low expectations. You better go in with those with no expectations you go into that you bring a couple friends along that like watching bad movies yeah and you make fun of that movie and you'll have a wonderful time sure there's a lot to make fun of 
like the whole movie. It, it's 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 I say this without. It's sort of the room ish in terms of quality, but for a totally different reason. It's like somebody going, "We don't have to write a lot for this." Yeah. Like maybe maybe you should because that that game was pretty had a lot of script for what it was, and then it's like yeah no it's just like here's some slow moments of him yelling and climbing back up from like the waters that are cold and blah 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 it's bad but bring some friends along make some make fun of it you'll have a good time yeah sounds like a good night actually so here Resident Evil 2002. Compared to 2002, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, I enjoyed this especially after watching the RE sequels. Maybe my level of suspension of disbelief over logic is much higher than that's why I enjoyed it so dearly. Uh, But maybe if I rewatch it this time around, I might at least cringe a little bit, but still excited because of its sequels. And to mention about its sequels, there's, they're more or less around the same range of enjoying my time watching them like a nice action horror popcorn moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silent Hill 2006. I loved it and will rewatch it again. Yeah. Silent Hill's good. Yeah, that movie's really good for yeah. not having Under- jump out scares and really doing a good job of setting a creepy atmosphere. Yeah. Underrated. I'd, I'd say it's an underrated video game adaptation. Yeah. Doom 2005. It was fun and gave me the same first Resident Evil movie, but it felt a bit cheesy, so Resident Evil is a bit better. And I think I think that's probably the reason why I don't like Resident Evil movies as much, is that I, I, I'd rather you go full ham and yeah. just, like, layer on the cheese, and, like, Doom is very much that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, Dead or Alive. It was fun, even though some actors didn't do as well as others, but I don't think I'll rewatch it anytime soon. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, 1993. The most hilarious thing about the movie was the bomb, but overall, it's not the Super Mario I imagined. Even though it wasn't as good, I might revisit it at least once or twice just to remember things about my good past. <laughs> Uh, Mortal Kombat 1995. I didn't watch it. Only cool mm. trailers, but maybe someday. That's something you need to watch. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, before you rewatch anything, watch Mortal Kombat. It's, yeah. It's still one of the best. It, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's still one of the best adaptations. Yeah. Like, legit. It, it really is. I remember at the time liking it so much more than Street Fighter just because it had special moves. Yeah. And I think the I think the um, most interesting part is like people love that movie so much that they have brought actors back to to promote new Mortal Kombat's. Dude, the guy who plays Shang Tsung is, in the movie is, is him is, in the yeah. game. <laughs> but but um, oh god, uh, is it Lambert? Is that who played? I don't know. Um, the guy who played uh, uh, Raiden. Was in a French ad. Uh, Christopher Lambert. The, yeah, La- I think it's Lambert. Oh, is it Lambert? Yeah, no, that's I've always called him yeah. Lambert. Um, because he's French. He was in an ad for one of the previous two Mortal Kombat's, either X or Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sitting on the couch playing somebody. Like, I, you know, like, there's enough love for this movie that people still think of it fondly. It, it, age hasn't ruined that movie. The CG is kind of bad. Yeah, but that's... I mean, if we're going to talk about bad CG, no offense, but, like, the Matrix movies didn't age well either. That's true. That's the true. first one is the best-looking one, and the other two are later movies, and the CG in, like, the third one, thir- second one. The Smith fight is so bad. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think that's something that we can move past. Yeah, the CG's bad, but, like, the movie's also just trying to be fun and not trying to take itself too seriously. Yeah. While taking while taking the subject matter, I get like taking the fact that they are doing a video game movie seriously, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Let's see here. Up next, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I skipped the first one and watched this instead. But man, oh man, <laughs> I so didn't. Sorry. Know, I didn't know better that at that time, it was okay to me. But I prefer Flubber over this. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> We'll definitely rewatch it just so that uh, for that good year of my life, nineteen ninety seven. I that was a good year. I want I want that turned into a sticker that they put on the covers of bad movies. I enjoyed I, Flubber I enjoy more. Enjoy Flubber this. over this. <laughs> All right, uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. This movie was overhyped and destroyed the movement of SquareSoft to become. Uh, a movie studio in the USA. But to me, it was good. I understood where it's trying to portray. I believe that the hype contributed to its own doom, as it did for me on the video games. But still, I'll rewatch it over again. Yeah, I need to watch that one over again. I I watched it. I remember being excited to watch it and then being really disappointed in the movie. Yeah. Mainly because I was like, I've played Final Fantasy Seven. Where I don't understand this. How this? What this movie is? Yeah. <laughs> how does this relate? Yeah. This. I was it, expecting Final Fantasy Seven, the movie. Yeah. It's, it's also, I think, you know, uh, very high concept science fiction, and I don't think people were ready or expecting that. Like I, I don't know. It's kind of like expecting Star Wars and then going to see Star Trek and being bored. Mm-hmm. Not one of the newer Star Treks, obviously, but um, it it's a weird it's a weird movie, and yeah, maybe I should go back and and watch it again. Um, now that I'm older, but I remember watching it at the time and going, "This this is because I I was first introduced to Final Fantasy through six, and it's obviously nothing like six either. It is so disconnected from every other Final Fantasy. But then they'd call stuff. It's kind of like the Mario Brothers movie." Like, just because you call something, like, that is, like, recognizable from the games doesn't make it that thing. So. Yeah. yeah it's, it's one I, I probably, of all these ones mentioned, that's one I'd like to go back and rewatch because I just, I, I don't have any idea how I'll feel about it. Yeah. I also think that is probably the best looking movie still. Let's see here. Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, 2005. That one I liked. It made more sense to me as a Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, I did too. 
again, with the overhyped thing, it was good. Wasn't as optimistic, optimistic from my friends because part of me wanted to leave it alone or just on the brink of losing hope on future Final Fantasy releases. Might rewatch it. Warcraft, the beginning, 2016. This might give me a lot of hate since there are millions of fans out there who might not agree with me, but here we go. I realize that I realize that I enjoy Final Fantasy more than sci-fi because, or fan, excuse me, fantasy more than sci-fi because we're getting uh, too many of them that we really need more fantasies now than ever. Yes, definitely gonna rewatch this. Street Fighter, 1994. Ah, this movie, so wacky, and that doll scene <laughs> transformation was like turning a genius scientist into a hobo who just came out from a Walmart building on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I may need to take a few more years before I finally decide to rewatch it, to be honest. Uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Li, 2009. Uh, hey, I love her from Smallville, but no, I can't rewatch this one. Sorry. <laughs> you again, everybody that like doesn't believe me, you have to. Somebody, some sad person, and I say sad because there's no way they were happy with themselves after they watched the movie. Did everybody the favor and c- cut out uh, Chris Klein's scenes, and that's the only thing worth watching because he's hilarious and doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, Dead Space animated movies and Resident Evil animated movies. We forgot to mention t- these. Yeah, sorry. Uh, all equally awesome and fun to watch, but I won't be rewatching them soon. Maybe a few years down the line. Uh, yes, the Dead Space movies are actually really good. Yep, I'd like to get them collected. I've seen them individually, but never together. Yeah, and some of those Resident Evil animated movies are pretty good too. Yeah, they're yeah. I mean, they look more like the games. They, yeah, they're connected to the games. So That too. Uh, next is Halo Legends 2010. Mostly amazing animation from different creators. I might revisit this. Yeah, that's the Animatrix sort of Halo. Right. Where it's a bunch of different short stories. And then there is uh, Forward Unto Dawn, which we talked about. And mm-hmm. I don't think either of us watched. I didn't. Uh, Dante's Inferno, an animated epic. Epic and would rewatch it as it soon. I was so hooked on the Divine Comedy book a few years ago and how the author described hell in his own image, while after borrowing references from different faiths, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, and probably more. The Dante's Inferno movie is not bad either. It's it's like an anime. Yeah. That's when EA was doing a lot of multimedia stuff. I mean, they did the Dead Space, and they did Dante's Inferno, yep. and then they were like, well, we had the Star Wars license, and fuck everybody. Yep. Uh, up next, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, 1994. This movie, back in the day when I was on a, a trip with my late dad in J- Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, um... Uh, he left me in a living room for of one of his friends and told me to go watch whatever is available in the room. So I saw this one. And man, to my amazement, that shower scenario with Chun Li was a bit too much for me not to pull <laughs> one because it was too sexual for me back in the day. So I consider it soft porn. 
Uh, well, I re will I rewatch it? Nope, not yet. Or maybe. If I get older and I'm still uh, with a wife and watch it with her, then I would. Can't believe I got laid while laughing watching Kung Pao. But that's another story. <laughs> no, I want to know that story now. That's how I want to spend the rest of this podcast is knowing that's going over that story. Oh, shit. While laughing and watching Kung Pao got laid. <laughs> Beware of his songs about big butts. He likes to beat you while he plays it. <laughs> oh, Kung Pao's amazing. Uh, next. Hitman, Agent 47, 2015. Nope, wasn't interested. Didn't enjoy it. Uh, maybe because it wasn't Timothy. It's still it's difficult to convince myself for a rewatch. I might ask myself 10 years from now, but we'll see. Uh, lastly, Assassin's Creed, 2016. I called the, the series Ass Creed. This movie wasn't inspiring, and I personally don't care about the series. Maybe I would give it... 10 or even more 15 years maybe before I opened the possibility to rewatch it. It tells me more that this movie was not memorable. Mm. So I guess that's it. If Drew would like to know what's my favorite, I think it's Tron Legacy for now. All right. Thank you for that email. Our next email comes in from William and he says, Hey guy, Instead of pointing out the obvious inaccuracies from the video game movie podcast you guys put out last week, I wanted to share a memory I had with one of these movies. In late 2003, I had finally broke down and got an Xbox. House of the Dead had recently been released in theaters. I don't remember it actually being at one of the local theaters, which wasn't out of the norm for a lower-budget movie. But I was pretty hyped to see it. And I have a distinct memory of being at a buddy's house playing House of the Dead 3 and Tony Hawk Underground on my newly acquired Xbox. A different friend was working in the video store portion of the grocery store I worked in and he brought gold over that night. I remember him bringing over a screener version of House of the Dead movie that night the distributor or studio has sent them to the video stores. This was common practice, so the video store could decide how many copies of a movie they might need to order to rent to customers. The memory that sticks out the most, besides the to live forever quote, uh, was that uh, was there was a long drawn out scene of the rave the kids were having on the island mm -hmm. that had quite a bit more TNA than uh, what than made it into the final DVD version of the film. I'm pretty sure it was full of product placement, too. Kind of always wondered why it was cut from the final version of the movie. Of course, Uwe Boll is just a huge asshat, so there's no telling. A few years ago, he was the guest at a local film festival in Chattanooga, and from what I understand, he was a huge asshole wanting first-class flight and accommodations. Just to compare, Crispin Glover... Uh, was here this year. From what I heard, he's downgraded his hotel accommodations and uh, was just a kick-ass dude in general. And I would put his star power leagues above Uwe, Uwe's. Um, I truly hope Uwe st uh, stays retired. The only fond memory I have of him was punching uh, Devin Farsi out in their boxing match. I would like to just request, again, you guys play the Ghostbusters video game, especially with the remaster coming this year. Very topical. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, those were our two emails. I did pick up that House of the Dead movie long ago just because it was a zombie movie and it was like five bucks. And it it was a very weird movie. It's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's really bad. Uh, Uwe Boll movies are bad. This period. Like, yeah. I don't think I've enjoyed any of his movies. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I've seen... Even seen some of his non-video game movies. I'm so sorry. And none of them are good. Yeah. Let's get the answer tired. Yeah. All right, so let's go on to Matt Hazard. Uh, Jeez, where do I start with this? I guess let's talk about our history with it. Um, Matt, I know you owned it. Yep, still do. I'm still playing the version I bought those many moons ago. Why did you buy this game? I'm pretty sure I bought this game because in the Zombie Frog days, the second game that I ever got for review uh-huh. was the sequel to this, uh, Bloodbath and Beyond. Right, yeah. Um... And I decided I should probably play the first game. I don't remember. I don't think I played it before that. I think I played it right around when the sequel came out. And what'd you uh, think? I enjoyed what the game was doing. You know, I like B movies. I like comedy. I don't always like comedy everywhere, but you know, for the most part, I enjoy it. So, premise of the game, I, I would give it a thumbs up. You know, I started to play the game. I enjoyed it. I found the game to get rather difficult rather quickly, so I petered out maybe halfway through the game, never finished it, so I'm excited to see if uh, on this playthrough we finally can. Okay. Anthony, how about you? I heard this game was supposed to be decent, and this was my first time playing it. So, back in the day in 2009? I heard this game was supposed to be something different. Um, the, the sense of humor kind of elevated past being mediocre. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting anything great. Um, and then I bought it for, I either bought it for this. No, I picked it up. I picked up a digital copy on PS3. It's just going through the catalog to re-download. It's a pain in the ass. So I have the 360 version. Um, and uh, this is my first time playing it. Gotcha. Well... Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking you were going to say I bought this game because of you. Because when I, when this game came out, it came out in February of 2009, I was still working for Evolved Gaming. Uh, and uh, they were going to send us a review code for this game, or a review copy. Back then they used to still send you discs. And back then, we were kind of like, you know, we didn't get many review copies. So back then, if somebody said they'd give us a, a copy of a game, we would try to, you know, write articles about it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote an article about it. I, I looked up some information about it. They had a weird, really weird website, and I saw some videos of it. And to be honest with you, from what I saw and read, I was like, I'm actually kind of excited for this game. This seems like a fun, stupid game. And I was hyped. Uh, we got the code. 
Uh, I played it and beat it, um, and I reviewed it, but I can't tell you what I gave it. Um, I think I may have, I think I may have gave it like around a, a seven, six or seven. Um, the Evolve Gaming does not exist anymore, so I doubt you'll ever be able to find it. Rip. Yep. Uh, even on the Wayback Machine, I've tried like looking at my old stuff on the Wayback Machine. There's very few pages of our website on there. Um, so yeah, uh, and for the most part, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, toward the end there, it got really difficult and I got very frustrated with it. Um, but I, I felt like it tried to be fun in its content, not necessarily its gameplay. And I thought they did well with it. Yeah, not a lot of games go all in like this. Yeah. It's very difficult to have a game that makes me laugh out loud. Now, on the second playthrough, not laughing, but I wouldn't say... I I still sit back and say, eh, that's kind of clever, I guess. I've said that exactly one time. (laughs) So you know I don't really like this game. So, yeah. What is Eat Led, the return of Matt Hazard? Essentially, Matt Hazard is a parody of every action hero in a video game. He's he's Duke Nukem, he's Doom Guy, he's everything. Yeah, the best example is that 90s characters with attitude. Yeah. 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 And looks a bit like Jason Statham, I guess. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sub a, uh, a leading man in to play Matt Hazard today. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he, uh, had, was the big star of a bunch of video games from the 80s through the 90s and even into the early 2000s where his games fell into obscurity. Um, he starred in all kinds of games to the point where he released a game called Sokum, which was a kid-friendly shooter with water pistols. Apparently it failed miserably, and that was the beginning of the end for him. He, he released a kart racer. Yeah, he released a hazard kart <laughs> racer game, uh, and that was basically the nail in the coffin. Cut to probably, I don't know, seven, eight years later. Nobody's heard of Matt Hazard. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you a new video game. And he's all on board with it. They're going to try and reboot reboot his franchise. Uh, and that's basically what we're doing. We, we have begun playing the newest game in the Matt Hazard franchise. Uh... But something nefarious is going on behind the scenes. So, Matt Hazard is kind of like, he's aware that he's in a video game. He is aware that he is a video game character. Yeah, he almost acts like an actor. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's acting in this video game, but people are changing the script on him. Uh, And... Because he's in a video game, he can also get hurt. Uh, 
what he doesn't realize is there's somebody behind the scenes trying to ruin him. And it's essentially the guy who owns the company that's making the video game, Marathon Games. Uh, he, it's, well, all right, so let's, let's back up for a second here. Will Arnett plays Matt Hazard. Um, he, and well. Yeah. He, everybody, know, I mean, most people know who Will Arnett is. He's got a really deep, deep sounding voice, you know. Uh, and I feel like he does cheese up Matt Hazard a good amount in kind of a fun way. Uh, maybe it doesn't hit the mark anymore. In 2009, maybe I was a different person. <laughs> Well, like I said um, when we were going to record last week, um, Will Arnett, in terms of just voice, not acting, um, but uh, voice acting, is the voice of a very similar character named Bojack Horseman, which is from the show Bojack Horseman. Washed up actor who was famous, not so much anymore, and is trying to get back into acting and being famous again. He's trying to reinvigorate his career. Yeah. Very similar sort of story. Maybe Will Arnett's voice just lends itself to that sort of character. I really like Bojack Horseman. Yeah, he did too. Um, it's pretty funny. It's a, a very funny and very depressing, which is weird. But, um... So playing this game and hearing, I don't know the half-assed lines come out of Matt Hazard. Like, it's not Will Arnett's performance. It's just the writing of it. It's like, okay, I, I guess. Like, I don't know. He's a interesting character, but I don't feel like they ever go far enough. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I thought the first time playing this game. Is, you know, they, they give him 25 years of backstory. There's all these games, and they do reference them. And I spent a lot of the first time I played it trying to think, is is that enough? And I, I still don't really know, but it, they do enough to create his backstory that I was okay with it. But, yeah, I, I kind of wanted just a little bit more. And with a good voice actor, I think they, they could have done it, but it doesn't seem like a game that really needs that kind of backstory. It's more about the ridiculousness of the current situation. Yeah, I, I have some stuff I'll I'll point out as we go kind of through the game so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, his new game uh, essentially is... I, do they give the name to Is Eat Lead the name of the new game that he's supposed to be in? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they ever give a name to it. If they do, it's it's mentioned once and then tossed aside. So. Right. Yeah. So, essentially, he is supposed to be playing some kind of private investigator who is investigating something that has to do in Chinatown or at like a Japanese steakhouse. Uh, so that's the beginning of the game. Uh, they have like a little tutorial, and he's commenting on the tutorial about like. Oh, like I know that the, I know how to reload a weapon and I know how to do this. And they were, they had the, to be honest with you, I don't, I think this may be the first time I've seen it where you can transition from cover to cover, like auto running, mm. like division does it, 
But I think this was the first game to do it. I could be wrong. Or you just point to a new piece of cover and he automatically runs to it. Um, and he's, he makes the comment of, okay, that's kind of cool. I was like, all right, well, I mean, all right, so far, so good, I guess. He's making dumb comments. I'm, <laughs> all right. Um, but then I start playing the game and holy crap. What is wrong with this game? Like, I'm still trying to pinpoint it. Is the shooting too floaty or is the aiming too sluggish? I think it's a little floaty, but I think the shooting is fine. My my biggest problem is really the fact that every room plays out the same and the fact that it's, if you get ambushed, it's like two shots and you're dead. Yeah. I, I, there's no – there's no – you don't get into situations where – you have to think strategically at all. Yeah, enemies flank too too easily. Yeah. So you're either in a linear corridor, or you have to find the one spot in the room where a door won't burst open behind you because it's the next part of the stage. And then fire from there. And, like, if you're smart, what you do is you lean up against the wall, you, you sort of move towards the edge to the point where you can start aiming, you move the cursor over the guy's head, and then you snap the aim button and you hit the fire button at the same time and drop the enemy in one hit and then go back behind the wall. Yeah. And that's every piece of combat except for later ones where cover will be destroyed and you have to be out in the open which is the worst portion of this game. Yeah. And they don't go down in one hit. Yeah, they don't go down in one hit. And anytime the game offers you the grenade launcher just don't take it because it sucks. It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. Can't see, can't see where the grenade is. It doesn't have any sort of clear traje- uh, trajectory. Like it's awful. Yep. And it keeps suggesting it to you. Like, hey, here you go. I'm like, mm, nope, it's gonna be a hard pass. I'm gonna just stick with this hazard pistol. Good for I, headshots. Honestly, it's the best gun in the game so far. Shotguns are useless. I disagree with that. I think the best gun in the game is one of the uh, soaker guns. Are you talking about the the pistol or the machine gun? The the submachine gun. Uh, yeah, that's true. It, it does do a good job. And the the, the 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 standard submachine guns that you can dual wield. If you aim at a person and just go, they're pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, I wish the clip was a bit bigger, but that's yeah. you know, take what you can get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can also melee an enemy. So if you shoot a guy a couple of times and run up to him and melee him, it only takes one hit. But if you're full health, you have to like punch him three times. Um, Which I've taken out the vast majority of enemies in the last hour and a half of play with melees. You have to. Yeah, almost everybody because there's just not enough ammo when they take so many shots. Yeah, well, and on top of that, you run into those fem bots that you have to finish them with a a, a punch. Yeah. Or a headbutt. You don't have to, but it's it's easier if you do. Yeah, but just wasting ammo at that point. I mean, you can just run up to him and punch him, and, and inadvertently get killed. But you know, <laughs> that's just how it works. So, yeah, uh, first level is in this Japanese steakhouse. Uh, everything's kind of going according to plan. Uh, there are a few things that's happening that's kind of weird, uh, weird glitches that happen every once in a while. But um, 
nothing too major. We uh, shoot our way through the Japanese restaurant, and we make it up to one of the top offices, and we have our first boss fight with a guy named Sonny Tang, who is essentially a 1970s black exploitation character. Um, and the boss fights in this game mainly consist of quick time events that are really, really easy. Yeah. Uh, probably like three button presses and maybe rotate your left stick a little bit. Yeah, because all you're doing is doing like a tug of war. That's what that little bar is. And you just have to get the whole bar on your side. Yeah. Um, but after, uh, beating Sonny Tang, we continue on through the restaurant, make it to the, I guess, essentially the penthouse or the main office, the boss's office. And a major glitch happens. Um, another guy shows up named, uh, was it Sting Sniper Scope? Yep. Who is doing a really, really hardcore bad impersonation of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so this is kind of where, like, this is where my first issue sort of comes in. So they're introducing a character um, that is supposed to be replacing the 90s sort of badass character, Matt Hazard. Except he's a generic soldier-looking dude, but has way too much personality. And is supposed to be based off of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. If they wanted to be funny in this particular scenario, why weren't they making fun of stuff that was relevant at the time? That's a 20-plus-year-old that's reference. You know, like, wasn't he the governor at this time? Like, what... What the fuck? Like, why? Like, that, that's the, that's the the worst thing in comedy is like, if I do something random, like, no, don't do that thing. And I have a bigger issue with something coming up too. But like, it's just this was the first part where I went, why is he talking like that? See, I had a I had a similar feeling, but for a different reason. For, for me, like the choice of Schwarzenegger made sense because he's my favorite action star. So if anybody's going to be the action star to take over a series, even if it's too late. Yeah, it's Schwarzenegger, obviously. Okay. Um, but I just what I wanted to see, and as soon as I saw this, and he was going to take over for him, I wanted to see something akin to because he looks like a bad guy, he acts like a bad guy. So I don't. Really, he doesn't seem like he's trying to take over to be the hero of any game. Yeah. And so my only problem was the way like they could have set this up to where. Like I don't know, they found them themselves both shooting at the same enemy, and then they think they're on the same side, but it turns out they're not. And oh, I'm here to kill you, actually. It, like they, they they could have handled it in a way that made more sense to me. Yeah, if, um, you say that. Have you played Comic Jumper? I have. I played Comic Zone. Okay, Comic Zone's not necessarily the same. The bad guy in Comic Jumper is a guy named Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the best theme song, where it's just, it, 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 it's Brad. Um, and he's better than, he's he's the he's basically the epitome of a hero. He's prettier looking than the main character. He's liked by more people than the main character. You're right. There should have been something like that. It, it It's not fighting the tropes enough of, 
Like, it's not making Matt Hazard look like the washed-up character he's supposed to look, because the, the difference between them isn't so big. Yeah, they're you both know, like, mu- muscle guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, if they really want... See, I, I can't remember when this game came out and what would have been relevant at the time, but, like, Call of Duty was big by this point. Yeah, this came out in 09-ish, I think. Yeah, so, like... And I know they make a joke about Master Chief later in the game, but, like, Halo was big. Uh, all these games that came out before that were big and sort of changed the dynamic, that's what Matt Hazard should have been making fun of. And it doesn't... Like, this is a reference for no one sort of thing? Yeah, it's kind of how like- I feel. Because don't they say that he, you know, he had all those early milestones? It was the first 3D game. It was the first, you know, X, Y, and Z. He yeah. he basically brought gaming forward. And so, uh, to that point, maybe you're right. Where if if some of the more recent highlights had been from other games, that that would highlight the fact that he had been pushed aside as leading video games forward. Yeah, and and it was funny that Mookie brought up uh, Kung Pao in his email. Because of something I was thinking about earlier today, that Kung Pao does a lot of jokes that seem uh, like not that are not at all sort of related to, um, you know, making fun of the and and that movie makes fun. I should specify for anyone that doesn't know, Kung Pao is a movie where uh, Steve Odekirk took an old uh, kung fu film and digitally inserted himself in the place of another character. And redubbed all the voice work. Now you might think, oh, but that seems kind of offensive. But really, what it's making fun of is the old English dubs of kung fu films. They were terrible. They didn't understand the plot. So that's what he did. And they added new sequences. But a lot of the stuff was done either making fun of kung fu films or was completely random. Yeah. And I feel like Eat Lead doesn't do doesn't lean into enough of making fun of video games, and then doesn't do doesn't lean into the randomness of it either. Like it, it, there, the character that comes in to replace Matt Hazard, which is the I mean I have talking about this now because it's the plot of the game, yeah. the guy that's going to come and be there and replace Matt, isn't different enough from Matt. In the, uh, he's not making fun of video games enough, but he's not so out there random either. Like he, he doesn't have any sort of personality. Like it would have been funnier if he had some weird tick, right? Like there would have been like the, the character's not. Like, I don't find that character funny. I find like yeah, it's normal Schwarzenegger impression. Okay, I got it. Like you know, I, I was disappointed, but I was like, okay, let's keep pushing on. So I suppose we should keep moving. Cause I have a bigger complaint with a character coming up. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I know what that character is. Yeah, I'm sure is, you do. Is it a wizard? It is a wizard. <laughs> it is absolutely 100% a wizard. Oh man. Can't wait to hear that one. Well, anyway, so they, so, um, stink sniper, sniper scope comes out of nowhere. Uh, is going to kill Matt Hazard because Matt is now frozen. Uh, a glitch. Somebody has hacked into the game and froze. You know, he can't do anything. Uh, at that same time, a voice comes over the airways. I don't know. Uh, 
saying that she's hacked in and is going to help him. Her name is QA, or at least that's what she goes by. Uh, that is like, okay, so sometimes they're smart and then sometimes they're totally like off. QA, good. That's a, a good name. Quality assurance. I like it. Yeah. Hey, I'll even give you Sting Sniper Scope. It's a dumb name, but sure. Yeah. So, um, QA then freezes Sting and tells Matt, hey, somebody is hacking into this game and trying to rewrite the script. Uh, they're changing all the programs and everything, and I'm here to help you to make sure you can finish the game. And he kills Sting with a punch? He's supposed to kill him, uh, but he comes back. And the reason why is because they have turned off Matt Hazard's lives. So they've hacked his... Er, erased his saves, right? Yeah, they erased his saves, and he only has one life. Uh, so um, he can't go okay. back to a previous save. It would have been great if they established that before this. Like, if they had had a moment where, like, he had to save, right? Like, a small little joke would have set that up for a bigger punchline. They, they've erased your saves, and then you see all the saves that he's had or whatever. Autosave, autosave, autosave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they yeah. made Showing you go into a menu. And then, like, when you go, when they're like, they delete all your saves, and then, like, later on he looks, and all of his saves are gone. Like... <sighs> It was a joke without a. It was like a punchline without a joke, you know. Yeah. Like there's no setup. You delete like, all your saves. I guess. Sure. We're gonna throw like. You're gonna throw computer terms or like game terms like. I don't know. Yeah, he could have went back and looked, and he's like, "Oh no, my Final Fantasy save. I had over 100 hours in that game, or something like that." You know, they could have even made a Metal Gear joke. Yeah. Of him, of like, of like, so like. How how many hours he was in, like, the kart racing or whatever? Yeah. Like, oh, so you really liked Socom, huh? <laughs> That's true. They could have done that. Anyway, so QA hacks in. Uh, he beats Sting's sniper scope. Kills him, but he has more lives, obviously. Um, and she transports him into side area that's not used in the game and she tells him that uh, there's something going on she doesn't know exactly what but somebody is hacking into the game to rewrite it so that they kill Matt off and have Sting Sniper Scope become the new hero they were basically pulling a Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, and uh, he's like, well, they told me that I was supposed to be the main character of this game. They're like, nah, that was just a ruse to kill you off for good. Well, how do I get out of this? You're just going to have to beat the game. So she then sends us to the next level. Uh, the next level is outside of the the restaurant. Um, and... That's when we start seeing the hacking mechanic come into play. And it's not our mechanic, it's the bad guy's mechanic. So, this whole time we've been shooting guys who look like, I don't know, Japanese mobsters. And now people are hacking into the game to bring about 
different villains and enemies from Matt Hazard's previous games. And is that only because it's easier for them because they already have those? That's a that's a great question, and I can't answer that. Because if these are enemies he's already killed, might make more sense to throw something new at him. Yeah. Not I, things I, he's already bested. I feel like this game wants to just tell you the joke and like or the punchline and not the like you know they don't really link. They don't have the balls to make fun of actual video games for the most part. So, like, they're like, but we kind of, like, video game history, like, you should have been, like, talked about the controversy of him having to go to court because of, like, Hazard Havoc, which is a Mortal Kombat ripoff or something like that. Like, they, they, there's so much things to make fun of, and they don't, you know, so it's just like, but, you know, Western games exist, so let's throw cowboys in. Like okay, need so, I call, not 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 a bad idea, but um, just didn't like this moment was just like okay, so I get to shoot someone different. That's neat. Yeah, I do like like the way all the different enemies like spawn in. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, the cowboys coming through the uh, saloon doors is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so he's fighting enemies from one of his Western games. What was it called? A Fistful of Havoc? Hazard, yeah. Or, yeah, ha- ha- Hazard, sorry, Havoc. What the hell am I thinking? Um, so we're having to fight cowboys. Uh, going through that level, uh, eventually they start hacking more different types of enemies. We get um, the Russians eventually. I mean, that happens a little bit later on, but, uh, and then we also get some enemies from Sokum. The Sokum ones come in the next stage. Yeah. The, 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 the Russians, I like that the Russians and the Cowboys talk to each other. There's a moment you can, like, go up and they're standing around a bar and that they, <laughs> like, uh, why don't you get a drink for my Russian friend here? <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're trying to make it to the main area of this to take out the boss of the, I guess the boss of the level, but it's turns out to be one of Matt Hazard's previous girlfriends. Uh, well, we don't, we have to, is it that first? Or do we stop the nuke launch first? That's after because uh, okay, we we meet her and then the Russians come in. That's when we're introduced to right. the Russians because it starts right. snowing inside. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we meet up with her. She's going to help us, but she is not much help. Um, and then the Russians come in. <laughs> So we've got Russian. We, we got guys from what looked like Metal Gear Solid, the first game, uh, and they they take more shots than any other enemy in the game so far. At least I noticed um, that. I um, I go for almost strictly headshots, so maybe that I didn't notice as much. Um, no, I think the Sokum guys do, but I mean, maybe not. The Sokum guys. Well, we we're not introduced to them just yet. They 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 come the next. No, but what I'm saying is like uh, in terms of 
hits. I don't think they're the the Russian guys take more from them. The Cowboys for sure. But yeah, the Sokum guys. I feel like they are they are they are hurt more by water guns than they are regular guns. Uh, maybe that's why. Um, but we, you may have already ran into them, but the worst enemy in this game is the space marines, uh, which you may not have ran into yet. Those guys, yeah, they, they take a lot of hits. They take a ton of hits, like fifteen, twenty. Yeah, oh, just doing body shots. Mm-hmm. They are really annoying. Uh, we haven't run into you need those. Uh, but uh, I do remember those guys. So yeah, um, as we are making our way back through the the level, we have to backtrack through the level, which which happens twice so far in this playthrough. Um, uh, eventually they hack the game again to where we're now in a nuclear missile silo. Just fuck it, why not? And now we have to fight. That we have a boss fight with the Russian leader. Um, oh man, what is his name? Who gives a shit? Continue. <laughs> it's nothing funny. It would it would stand out. He, he, this is such a throwaway moment. Like it also doesn't help that I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to do. I didn't know if I was supposed to be just shooting the swarms of guys that he kept sending at me, or him. I'd end up shooting him, and it ended up being right. But that was after I died a single, like, for the first time, like. Yeah. <sighs> and we have to stop these nuclear launches from happening. His boss was, his name was General Neutronov. General Neutronov. Uh, he, uh, has a grenade launcher that you have to deal with. Why does his grenades work and ours don't? Yeah. Because his game's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why we're playing this for the year. Yeah, the it really fits in, I'll be honest. Yeah. So uh, I, I have to say this because I'm a big video game music fan. I do like how they have a overarching theme song, and it changes depending on who you're fighting. I hated the fact that it kept playing the same theme song every time I got into a fight. So it'd stop, I'd move four feet, and then the theme would come back on, so I'd yeah. just turn the music off. <laughs> I couldn't stand it anymore. I was like, just either play the music or don't, but I can't keep changing. Like, every other shooter has, like, one theme going throughout the stage, and then it would be like, die down. And we're back, and we're shooting guys, and then we're done. Oh, but there's more guys over here, so the song has to, like, fucking just choose. Choose one, so I don't have to keep having this, like, theme wash in. As you can see, I'm not enjoying my time here. (laughs) (laughs) I get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps we found your damnation, because I hated damnation. Uh, No, because I don't hate this game. Okay. So, so far, you don't, so far you don't hate this. Game. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we beat Neutronov. Uh, we go to the next level, which is uh, QA tells us that uh, whoever's hacking into the system is um, 
is now targeting some of Matt Hazard's allies from other video games. And uh, the next target is uh, was it Billy the Wizard. Oh, Bill. Bill the Wizard. Uh, Bill the Wizard. Bill the Wizard. And so the next level is us having to defend him while uh, up on top of a building using a sniper rifle, which is basically a silent scope sniper rifle. We can't take it with us, and they make that joke. Why can't I take the sniper gun with me? Because because it's connected to an arcade machine. That's a great joke, everybody. So, uh, is that your Bill impression? Because it sure sounds no. like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Bill the Wizard, who is also a level 74 wizard, uh, obviously from some type of role-playing game. Somebody is doing a really bad William Shatner impression. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly an over-the-top one, not just a bad one. Like It's, it's kind of like the Schwarzenegger one in that it's extreme yeah so we we've made it to bill the wizard yeah bill the wizard tell me sorry i just got uh sidetracked someone was talking to me um okay why is it a william shatner impression why not because i think it's probably the game's mentality yeah but 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 you didn't like he didn't play a wizard at any point, like this is this is the the you're not so. I know I said like you either have to be like so out there with your comedy, but this is not. This is still not. It, it's not a referencing of anything. So you're not referencing something other than the fact that you're referencing a William Shatner impression. But he never played a wizard, to my knowledge, in anything. Right. So why is it a William Shatner impression? I don't. It's quirky. Yeah, but not funny. So, what would be better? What would be a better voice for him? I mean, Lord of the Rings was fucking out at this point. Like, you could have referenced that. But if you want to stick to video games, I'm sure there is a wizard somewhere that you could have chosen instead. But I'm pretty instead sure they, went... did, they did reference Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty well, sure I'm... he's like, you shall not pass. Yeah, he, he does some lines. It's, I don't know, like, the, the you play the first level of Duke Nukem Forever, and they, they reference, which was relevant at the time, they reference um, uh, Christian Bale yelling at the lighting guy huh. on the per- set of Terminator Salvation. Yep. Because you're Pres- walking behind the scenes. Presumably we'll get to that game this year. I'm assuming we will. That is a... I can't believe I'm saying this. The writing in Duke Nukem Forever is better than this game. Back of the box label. And like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And like, Duke Nukem is not high class humor. But I don't feel like this game is doing anything to be funny. Other than like, ah, you know, you know, like, William Shatner reference. Like, you know that um impression like why don't we do one now it's like could you fucking not that's not there's stand-up comedians that used to make their career off of doing impression uh rich little rich little sucks he's a he was never funny 
everybody that thought Rich Little was funny for doing impressions, fuck off. Impressions aren't funny. What you do while doing the impression is funny. Because then it's you doing an impression and then taking it a step further, right? Like, me doing a Mickey Mouse impression right now would not be funny. It just wouldn't. Well, what if William Shatner was a wizard firing lightning bolts? <laughs> now, that's, funny. now that's funny. Now that's funny. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just... It, it, there's it's this weird like disconnect of like I, I understand what you're trying to do but I don't think you thought it out like it feels like a kid trying to be funny by just quoting something okay if it was a kid from like I don't know 1987 maybe yeah like, because Schwarzenegger is not really relevant now Shatner definitely isn't well Again, it's it's all these, yeah. I, I I really don't understand this moment where like I get it, Bill the Wizard, but William Shatner, Bill is short for Will, uh, William. I get it, but like again, what? Like if it had been William Shatner playing the character, and it wasn't him hamming it up doing an like the the Captain Kirk, right? And it was just William Shatner, and it was Bill the Wizard. Maybe it could have worked something out, but it's now a guy doing a William Shatner impression, playing a wizard, and and quoting some other stuff. And I, I suppose, like that's the, that every time this game tries to go for comedy, I go, I, I, okay, comedy was attempted, <laughs> which is the worst worst thing you can say. There was definitely an attempt at humor, is what my friend Brad says. Like, yep. It's a real rough way to say it wasn't funny. Is this Brad from the comic game? No. Okay. No, but if you don't think we've, we've tried to get him to change his ringtone to that. <laughs> you know, I need to go back and play Comic Jumper again. I'm sure it could fit on this list, unfortunately. I don't know if it's that It's not, it's that, not bad. that bad, but it's not... It hasn't aged well. No. Yeah. I don't know if that's really fair for this this list. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I enjoyed my time with it, and that that was one of the games that actually made me laugh. Yeah, and, and it uh, fuck, even the ad for it, like, "Hey kids, if you want to play with a real hero, play with me." And then the star on its chest says, "Like, oh, someone's gonna have to register in their neighborhood." Yeah. Wow, <laughs> couldn't believe that was the ad for a video game. Um, and, and I don't know, it just this this game never like pushes anything. It's just like very safe with its humor, and I realize it's a T rating. But yeah. I, I will say this level did, did have give, like did introduce something that made me sort of laugh. Okay. So, and it's the, with the Sokum characters. The Sokum characters, yeah. So that's the uh, next. That's the next big thing. Uh, the next thing that happens is they now hack into the to the game again and start bringing in new characters, particularly the guys from Sokum. Um, a good pair to that is a good parody of a video game yeah socom 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 and it sees military looking dudes in neon looking armor yes that carry water pistols yeah big old water pistols and the thing that made me laugh is when you get the submachine gun and you do the reload animation he has to pump the pressure back up into the gun yep that's great and it goes 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's that's more of what we should be doing. Like actual humor that's relevant to what's going on. Yeah. And uh yeah. Uh after that we have to do another round of protecting William Shatner. Yep. Um and that's when Sting Sniper Scope shows back up again. And he's sniping at us. That sucked. I am having it too much. I I I I don't know what I was doing wrong. Like maybe I like well I know what happened. I I wasn't looking in the right direction. I was looking. I was trying to find ways to move ahead, and I needed to go like left, then right, then left, and I kept just trying to go right, and it's too far away, and you just get sniped immediately. Yeah. That's and also where I learned there was a run button. There's a run button? Please tell me. Isn't uh, it L2? L2, yeah. I believe so. Uh, no, it's L1. Uh, L, uh, it's left bumper, or L1. Yep. You, they have not shown that in the entire game. Yeah, welcome to this game. We're, we really want you to make... We really want to focus on the William Shatner thing as long as possible, but we won't tell you all the controls. I mean, they had a tutorial. Why didn't they just tell mm-hmm. you how to run in the tutorial? Mm-hmm. Too busy trying to make a bad joke. Too busy trying to make a bad joke about how I know how to reload. Yeah. Which, by the way, just because, like, uh, I don't want to come off as too negative, Blood Dragon does that joke better. I realize Blood Dragon came out later. And the other game I'm going to mention, uh, DLC Quest. Another very funny look at video games, specifically DLC. They even make fun of horse armor in there. Um, those two games do a better job of making fun of video games and Blood Dragon making fun of 80s stuff, um, movies specifically, but TV shows and everything. Um, they do a better job of doing what Matt Hazard's trying to do. So so after beating Sting Sniper Scope for a second time, uh, we finally get introduced to our main villain. Uh, his name is Wally Wesley. Sure. Um, he is the owner of Marathon Games. Uh, he took over the company and was the one who actually suggested we bring Matt Hazard back. He did that for the sole purpose of destroying Matt Hazard. Wally Wesley is played by Neil Patrick Harris. I don't even recognize his voice too much. No. Uh, that's the only thing. I mean, so it, it, it's important to note that the reason why they want to kill him off is because he has a contract, and the contract's too tightly, too tight that they can't just fire him. So they have to kill him off because the only way the contract will end. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the next thing that they think up is, well, why don't we go after somebody who's closer to Matt? And as bait, right? Yeah, using him as bait uh, to trick him into going. And uh, they said, well, what better person than his sidekick, Dexter? Dexter Danger? Is that his name? Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's, it's like Matt Hazard and Dexter Danger. Okay. Yeah. Sounds I think great. the artwork of them on the cover is the best thing that I've liked about this game, and specifically the character of Matt Hazard. The, the artwork on the game that isn't real of him and uh, Dexter looks very Metal Gear Solid-like. 
the way they're drawn. Yeah. So, so uh, they then bring in Dexter, uh, and QA gets word that they're going to try to take out Dexter next. So they send Matt to Dexter's mansion. Uh, which, to, which they call the, the backdoor assault. Yeah. And the hilarious jokes. And then they, I think they say it's not what you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have to go save Dexter. Um, they, they made constant jokes about how Matt's mansion isn't as big and nice as Dexter's. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and we go through this entire area uh, during this time. This is a slog. This is a long one. This is a long one. And um, they make you go back through it. Yeah, they make you go back through it again. This is the second time they made us do that. How can we stretch this game out? We're using areas. They don't make reference to fucking that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. They use the enemies, too, as they come back as zombies. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, they forgot about that portion. Yeah, yeah. the zombies now pop up, and you have to shoot them in the head. It's the only way they'll die. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the new enemy in this one is the zombies. They're slow-moving. Uh, and I was able to get the achievement for killing two enemies with one shot by lining up the zombies. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, this game's been handing me out achievements. Like, they're, you know, candy and it's Halloween. I keep coming back with a different costume. Yep. Um, and we're fighting everybody. we got Western dudes. We've got Russians. We've got the random bodyguard-looking guys. Uh, and after we make our way all the way to the top of the mansion... We run into Dexter. Uh, Dexter says that he was in on it the whole time. We fight him here, right? Uh, For the first time. Well, he, we fight his girls. Yeah, we. He, he's, no, we fight him, and then he pulls. Then he gets his girls to come. Yeah, and help him as he escapes. Yeah, one of which is. I, I was under the impression it was Matt's ex-girlfriend that we ran into before yeah that's what i thought yeah but uh but it's not actually not? her because they're robots yeah i don't know so um that's that's when i was i forgot about this part and i was like oh right uh so i shot these these women like a million times and they didn't die and i was like what the crap's going on and then they would lean over and i was like okay so if you shoot them enough times, they get stunned and kind of lean over. Uh, and if you run up to them, you do an instant kill with a melee attack. Yeah. Uh, and they always have submachine guns, and they always bum rush you, and they always murder you. Yep. It would have been better if they had twin pistols, and they all look like, I don't know, Lara Croft, because then you would have been making fun of a video game. Like, this felt more like a reference to Austin Powers, which at this point hadn't been relevant either. That's that's the first thing I thought. I was like, these are the fembots from yeah. from Austin Powers. So, 
like I'm not trying to shit on this game. It's just it's mediocre, and they're they're trying to lean on their humor so much, and it's just for me, it's falling flat because it just doesn't feel like they're they're not pushing it enough. Like there's so many opportunities to make fun of stuff, and they're just like, but we don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like, well, you can't have it both ways. Either step on toes or fuck off. You may enjoy a boss fight later on. I'm sure I will. I, I, I enjoyed something else from this level, and I'll bring it up when you get to it. Okay. But, so, um, we're chasing after... Um, we should know that the fight where you have with um, Dexter is a one of those... Button prompts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we're chasing after him. He's now going all the way back through his mansion. Of course he is. Uh-huh. We're fighting everything now with a new new enemy, which is the Fembots. I died a lot here. <laughs> don't forget to pick up the grenade launcher. Like, please don't make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a couple of things I forgot to mention. A couple of game mechanics. The first one being there is a maximum hazard power up that makes you do two times the amount of damage. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah. All right. And then there's also uh, every time you kill an enemy. They de-res and their, I don't know, their de-res material comes to mat and fills up a bar. When it's full, you can use different elements to attack with your weapons. So one of them is ice, the other one is fire. Why would you ever use fire when ice freezes guys in their place? Yep. And it's been absolutely critical for me to get through some of the harder rooms. Yes. And the ice is also kind of an instant kill if you keep shooting them. Because they shatter. Um, and then there's also that one power-up, which I don't know if you'll ever run into it again, where you become Metal Mario. And yep. invincible. Yeah, nothing hurts you. Um, so we finally make it back to the garage where uh, we find Dexter trying to open his car door. <laughs> And it ain't happening. And it's not, and he, but he keeps trying. And 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 Matt Hazard's clearly about to kick his ass. And I think he sets a fembot out, and Matt Hazard like shoots the fembot or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, it's about to be a fight sequence again. And this is this is a part where I went, okay, that was pretty good. I'm like, all right, about to have one of those stupid button prompts again. And you do, but it's just Matt slamming Dexter's head into the side of the car. And I was like. That's good. That's that. That is. We've had a setup. We've now had our punchline. Yeah. That's that's good. We we you thought you. It was set up in a way that I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to get into another one of those fights, and it's clearly not that at all. Yeah. Yep. Subverted some expectations. Yes, and and that's what this game. When this game does some, this game does some funny stuff. Again, I really thought the Sokum thing with the this having to pump the fucking water gun was ingenious there's some smart stuff in this game and then there's just some laziness it's that's the thing i i I don't think these people were are bad writers i think they're they're lazy at times like going for the easy joke rather than being a little more out there like yeah i guess arnold schwarzenegger impressions are funny you can make your friends laugh by yelling get get to the chopper like all right but I, there is some funny stuff, and that was one of them. Just 
slamming Dexter's face into the side of a car. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't kill Dexter. He changes his mind. I can't remember what he says. I think he's like, it's not hazard time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes uh, yeah. to my friends, it's never hazard time. It's never hazard time. <laughs> never hazard time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. I, I, he needed a better catchphrase. I know it's supposed to be bad, but it, it, it's, it's not like I'm in on the joke. I'm just with everybody that hates it. Yeah. Uh, again, I think uh, I think Drew, you'd probably really like BoJack Horseman. I've never watched it. You you should watch a couple episodes, not all of them, but it's it 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 shows you kind of where this can go because like BoJack doesn't really have a catchphrase, but will say stuff, and people are like I fucking know because you, all you do is complain about this shit, right? And like the response always is like All right, see you bye, but when he goes into Hazard Time. But like, it, I don't know. Like the Duke, Duke Nukem saying it, everybody's like, yeah, like if everybody went, yes, I know. Like you're quoting an old movie. Got it. Like that would have been better. But like we don't know this character, so it's not like this is an established thing that now people are making fun of. It's our first introduction. He only had one game at this point. It's this one. You know, it, like it, I, I feel like that would have been better if it was like that was his catchphrase in a previous game that was taken a little more seriously. And then they brought him back, and it's like, this doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. The, honestly, the best, and this is total hindsight, I realize, the best way that they could have promoted this game was really like a shitty 8-bit game. They right? Did, they did that, The ne- that was the sequel. Yeah, the sequel was a side-scroller. I know. But they, 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 if they really wanted to promote this, been like, and to promote the fact that Matt Hazard's finally back, like here is his first PC game or something like that, like that. And it's like the old 2D Duke Nukem side scroller stuff, and have him say like every time like he's done a level, it's Hazard Time or whatever, or beginning of a level. And that way, when you come to this game, the fact that people are tired of it makes a lot more sense because just telling us this character is old and that's his catchphrase doesn't impact the player enough. Yeah. There's a reason why my reviews are long, people. It's because I think about this type of shit way too much. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I stopped. Did you get to the end of the mansion? Yeah. Yeah, me too. That was fucking boring. Um, and, uh, yeah. Next part, we get introduced to a few other enemies. One of which I think is kind of cool. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, man, I, I really want to like this game. Like, I don't mind the shooting. I know I'm kind of on the weird portion of that. I don't have an issue with the combat too much. It's challenging enough, but, like, so it's not like I'm... It's not super easy, but it's not super hard. Yeah. Like, perfect. But, man, it's like the humor's, like, I don't know. Is not self-referential enough, I suppose, or it's too. I, I'm not even sure. There's there's some issue, and it's just not meshing well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, how do you feel? Uh, I'm. It's a very up and down game for me. It's hard to like settle on, for example, a number. Not that I. Not that that's what we're going for, but you know, it's it's hard to say. I feel like this about it because it's so all over the place. I, the music's okay. The voice acting's good. 
you know, the the mechanics are fine. It's it's enjoyable to shoot people. I have had some point, you know, I, I think I did a lot of what you did, Anthony, where I, it's almost all headshots. Yeah. And I've had some headshots where I was not behind cover, and those actually felt really good. Like walking around just headshooting somebody as they come through a door. But I don't know. I've got it, – it's it's really the repetitiveness of the combat and the difficulty are the only things that really bother me. I take all your points on the humor. I'd agree with them, but they don't really bother me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely – I understand. Like I have a weird sense of humor, so I, I, I realize that humor is subjective, so some other people might enjoy this and, and say I'm wrong. And I wouldn't say you're wrong to like this game. I'm just saying that like – in my opinion, there was ways to make this some of these jokes work better, right? Like I understand. Like when I say that, like there's definitely humor attempted. Like there is a line when you just go, "Were you trying to tell a joke?" or like, "Were you trying to be funny?" I I realize that a lot of the stuff they're trying to be funny, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, he's you know, um. God, whatever the character's name that runs the company, um, he's driving around at uh, one point uh, a little Matt Hazard go-kart RC car thing. And if it had broke and he walked over to a closet that was filled with like extra stock that they couldn't sell because Matt Hazard sucks, pulled a new one out, I think that would show you... You know, there's just these little things that you can do without having to be so overt and be all, like just to make something fun or funny I should say like it, it it's I don't know like I feel like this game misses a lot of opportunities to to genuinely just be funny by just taking a little bit more of a risk and it just decides like let's just play it simple so I have to make I have a confession to make and it has nothing to do with Matt Hazard, but it's something that I have to mention because I feel this way about this movie. Has anyone here seen the movie The Master of Disguise? Yes. With Dana Carvey? Correct. Yeah. Matt, have you? Nope. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> so... When I was living with my roommates, I think the Master of the Skies, I can't remember when it came out, but I would say probably around 2005, maybe, 2004. I think it was even before that, but yeah. Okay. So it was well-established, 2002. It was well-established at that point, and it's a bad movie. It's a bad it's a bad children's movie that attempts to to be funny to older people too. Yeah. Um. And when I was living with my roommates, we had satellite television, and for some reason, Stars really liked that movie. Anytime the Master of the Skies was on, I sat there and watched it. It's almost like watching that train wreck because there's got to be something that I'm missing. 
and I've seen probably <laughs> I've seen Master of Disguise at least like eight or nine times. Jesus Christ! I'm not kidding. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! Why? Because I'm a crazy person. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, yeah. it was so bad the first time. I was a kid. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> no, I watched this as an adult. <laughs> so every time I, I was flipping through the channels, I saw Master of Disguise was on. I'm like, okay, I'm watching this again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I my God. No. I don't know why. But anyway, I've seen that movie enough to the point where I could, I've got a lot of it memorized. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what a useless, useless thing to know, too. I know. Oh, no. So... The Master of Disguise feels like Eat Lead Return of Madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because of how random it is. Anthony and not Eames, in a good random. There's. Alright. <clears throat> here's the. There's difference. some. Well, I only say that because, like, Kung Pao, like, the Taco Bell moment is random. Yeah. Right. The, it makes sense in, in context of the movie. It's about a guy who can mask himself as mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. Also, on top of that, Dana Carvey is very good at impersonations. So, genuinely, there was one thing that I thought was funny in The Master of Disguise. Uh I don't feel comfortable, but continue. <laughs> it has nothing to do with with Dana Carvey or anything like that. Okay, good. It actually has to do with the main villain, who was played by uh, Brent... Uh, oh, what's his name? He played um, Data. Spiner. Spiner. Brent Spiner. He was the main villain. And it was a reoccurring joke that... For some reason, he, he, all right, so the story is, is that Dana Carvey's father was also a master of disguise. Uh, the main villain kidnaps him and is forcing him to use his abilities of disguise to steal priceless artifacts, stuff like that. And, Every time he steals something, we have a scene of them in a limo with each other, and he's laughing. Uh, and while he's laughing, he lets out a fart. The first time, I was like, that's stupid. But then the second time it happens in the movie, they change it up to where he laughs for a long time and there's no fart. And then he turns to say something to the other guy, and he farts. I couldn't help it. That's funny. Oh, God. It's funny because it subverted your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they do it again. I'm like, well, you just ruined it. That's You, you, can't, you can't do it again like that. <laughs> um, I... I can't believe you just admitted to a pot on a podcast that you've watched that fucking movie more than twice. Yes. Once is bad enough. I'm like twice. Maybe you were sitting somewhere and it was on. I don't know. Like, I've probably seen that movie eight or nine times. Oh, 
Jesus Christ. The, the thing is, is that like it's not even that I've seen it that many times. I've watched it to the very end because if you remember, oh, correctly, they have they have God. they have straight up outtakes during the during Who the gives uh, a shit? during the the credits. The whole and movie it, should have been an outtake. And then at the end, there's like this this like little person dressed up like Super Mario running around slapping people. It's like. That movie's a fever dream. I fully understand. Yeah, that. I, I, I'm just like, what is this? I, like, I, I'm still trying it's to like figure out what day. this. And I have a really good idea. I'm high as shit, but what if Dana Carvey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. You know, you're right. It is this game. I don't know. Yeah, fuck this. I, I still say that they should have been making fun of stuff going on inside the industry if they wanted to. I get it. Make him like a. Well, I said to you last week. Uh, this this game feels like it might have been pitched to be Duke Nukem at one point. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So, you know, Duke Nukem actually has a history. So now we have to make a history up for a character that doesn't actually exist. And the only reason why I say like putting a fake game out would have maybe helped is because. Uh, if you remember, there was a game called Bulletstorm. Yes. Bulletstorm released a fake game for its advertisement called Duty Calls. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I found that game pretty funny because it was it was making fun of Call of Duty in all the ways. Call of Duty was... You can make fun of Call of Duty at the time. That series actually has progressed quite a bit, but it was the dumb, stay frosty... Here's your next rank, blah blah blah. That game's that that little piece of shit promo game sucked, but it was to show you the sense of humor Bulletstorm had, and that game has a lot of it. And I feel like if you had something for Matt Hazard, that might have helped. That way, you could establish some things before the game. And sure, not everybody would take part in that. I understand, but that it may have helped that game in the long run. So it was a character that was established. Like Matt Hazard has two games in real life. That's it. And, uh, neither of them did all that great. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, I guess that's it for us. Oh, uh, for this week, we're going to go at it still, right? You're yeah, going to yeah, finish yeah. this. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I want to finish it. I want and do you least... want to see Master Ch- Master, uh, Master Chef? Chef? No, I want to see the boss fight that I that I keep saying that you may enjoy. Alright. Uh and I don't want to ruin it because, well, then then you won't then you'll know it and you'll There's... be like, oh that's not clever. Speaking of boss fights, just one that's I still can't believe is in a licensed game is the Mysterio fight from Spider Man two. Where you have fought this character before and you've beaten him and he and all of a sudden you get like a call or whatever, and it's like there's a person robbing the convenience store. So you burst in the convenience store, and there's some Mysterio, and he turns around, and he's like, "You won't get me this time, Spider-Man." And all of a sudden he has like a health bar you've never seen before load up, and then literally you don't even have to punch him; you can just like swing into him, <laughs> and he goes flying across the room and dies in one hit. Like that moment, even though it was, it's very comic accurate. Um, that moment, like, that was such a video game, like, moment. Like, just like, oh, yeah, okay, so you're making fun of people that who's, like, 
got big health bars and stuff and like power up and you just beat him in one hit because he's a loser. Like, all right. I don't know. It's just like, there's a lot of stuff you could be doing like that in this game. And it's just, it's just going to be more shooting guys in the head and another bad joke. I'm looking forward to this. Great. (laughs) Well, that's going to be it for us. If you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury, Matt is at REMGS, and Anthony is at Intersect. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And yeah, that's, um, that's the fir- first part of Matt Hazard. Um, I'm not enjoying it as as the, as much as I did the first time. Like I said, are we all learning that like maybe this game wasn't all that great? I, maybe I, I guess. Then again, in 2008, I was watching Master of the Skies for like eight times. <laughs> so maybe I was a crazy person then. No, no, <laughs> my judgment if was I, impaired. Listen, listen. If I knew, like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If I had known. That like that was what you were watching, and like then you were enjoying this shortly after. I would have said, "Oh fuck no, this movie's or this game's not going to be funny." Yeah, no, I never thought Master of Disguise was funny. No, no, I would still like would not trust your judgment from that time period. Well, that, I mean that's that's fine. Um, even my roommates were like, "Why are you watching this crap?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I like I could not tell you why I watched Master of Disguise eight times. <laughs> the fuck you see it? Oh. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna go contemplate existence now. Uh, that'll be it for us. Until next week, I am Drew, and I'm Matt. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Yep. And that's Anthony. And we're gonna get out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard. 